Good morning, everybody. We have a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time, December corn futures up eight and three quarters at 5.60 and three quarters. November soybeans up 11 and a quarter cents at 14.03. September Chicago wheat up 10 at 7.02 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up 10 and a half at 6.62. September spring wheat off to the races here up 20 and a quarter at 9.37 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it. Leave me a review or a rating. If you have not already, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. My subscriptions are growing, but my goal here short term is to get to 5,000. I think we're at 2,300 or something. Um, and like these videos, help YouTube to spread this stuff out. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner. I offer a subscription plan, guys, for $49 a month. I include a ton of information with the subscription. You'll get my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. There's a text message service that goes along with this. Subscriber-only videos are very, very popular. Uh, every Sunday here during the summer, I've been doing a Sunday weather video where I run through the weather situation on Sundays uh, in the afternoon, and I send it out. I kind of tell you what I think about the weather, what I think the market implications may be. Those have been extremely popular. This is a monthly deal. It can be canceled at absolutely any time. Uh, no other fee, no other obligation, no trading account required, uh, nothing like that. So again, here to start the week, weather is kind of the big deal, and we have a pretty dry week of weather on tap for almost the entire Corn Belt. Um, over the next seven days here, there's really not much at all in terms of organized precipitation being advertised for the Corn Belt. You will have some areas in the east here, uh, northern Indiana, maybe parts of Ohio that will see some rain. But uh, most of this stuff here, I mean, you look all the way from North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, down into Kansas and Oklahoma, Missouri, Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Illinois, most of Indiana, uh, largely dry, just scattered stuff. So uh, really a, a pretty dry week of weather on tap here. You go out to the 6 to 10, and it doesn't really look much better, uh, maybe slightly better for the eastern Corn Belt. But your central to western areas of the Corn Belt and the entire plains from north to south, uh, drier than normal during the 6 to 10 day period. And you're going to see this heat that's going to develop in the northern plains here this week work its way into the Corn Belt uh, this weekend or into next week. And that kind of continues into the 8 to 14. Now this 8 to 14, you can see here, we've got odds of, of maybe more normal type precipitation for central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt. But the western Corn Belt and the plains, again, from north to south, uh, look like they could be in trouble here the next couple of weeks. So what does this mean for the market? Uh, that's certainly a debate here to start off the week. Some people might say that, you know, in regard to corn, we've had adequate rains throughout the Corn Belt through a lot of July, and uh, maybe that's enough to, to carry us to to a nice national corn yield. Others may say that, that this is a deal that will trim corn yield. I'd say the bigger deal, uh, most people would agree, is probably in soybeans. Um, we know that late July and into early August is a very important time frame in regard to the soybean crop here in the United States. Uh, if these forecasts come to fruition, uh, that could be problematic, certainly, and could trim some from the national soybean yield, I think. Uh, the GFS run does bring some rain back into the forecast at the tail end of the month through the first few days of August, especially for central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt. So at any point here, of course, you know, the weather could flip-flop. But this morning, it looks fairly convincing that we're going to be drier and then and then quite a bit warmer next week. 
China says it will attempt to curb hoarding and speculation in the commodity markets. This is not a new story, but we had kind of an update from the Chinese government. They're attempting to ensure price stability and tame volatility. Uh, This is a quote from a government spokesperson in China. We will coordinate with relevant departments to ensure the stability of bulk commodities, supplies, and prices, guide upstream and downstream players in the industrial chain to stabilize production, supply, and marketing of raw materials. They went on to say, in responding to the risk of the market's price fluctuation, we must resolutely crack down on hoarding, malicious speculation, and the bidding up of prices. So it was, I think, a couple of weeks ago that we saw a lot of markets move on this new news or rumor, and now you've got essentially more confirmation of it. So I don't know if this is a big story or not, but certainly something to be aware of. Last week, a U.S. appeals court ruled in favor of environmental groups in a case regarding biofuels. Uh, the EPA found the that the endangered species or that the, that the EPA violated, I'm sorry, the Endangered Species Act by failing to consult with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fisheries Service before ruling on biofuel blending obligations for 2019. The court also found that the EPA's approach to determine the effect of the obligations on the environment was contrary to record evidence and thus arbitrary and capricious. Um, this was the, the one scary uh sentence that I saw in this article from Reuters. Based on the findings, the court ordered the EPA to reassess the 2019 renewable volume obligation decision. I don't know exactly what that means. It doesn't sound good. This is just uh, uh, another court case or a deal that you can add to the list that that looks potentially negative for uh, ethanol and biofuels. Fund traders have peeled back their length in the row crop markets. At last Tuesday's close, funds were uh, net long, futures only, 205,000 contracts of corn. That's the lightest net long since October of last year. Funds were long, only 77,000 contracts of soybeans. That's also uh, essentially the lightest since about... um, I think earlier than that, maybe July or August of last year, they were not short the SRW wheat market as of last Tuesday, but I think there was buying across the board late last week and into this week. So you've probably got uh, funds back on the long side of the SRW wheat market and slightly more aggressive to the long side in the corn and soybean markets. Remember guys, August grain options expire on Friday. So if you have any remaining positions there, uh, make sure you take a look. The cattle market, um, Cash cattle, I don't think, did anything too phenomenal last week. 120 to 124, kind of like catch-up sales on Friday. But uh, bulk of the trade in the south last week was one, was uh, 120, and the north was 123. So we'll see what develops here today. Uh, the stock market's getting beat up here ahead of the cash open. The S&P's down 47. The Dow Jones is down 450 points. Uh, gold's down 10 bucks. Silver down a little bit. The bonds are sharply higher, up more than a full handle. U.S. dollar is up. Um, Crude oil is uh, sharply lower. If you guys would like some more information from me, uh, you can always email me. Shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. Everybody have a great week. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.